Govs Nation, you're listening to the PCAST, sponsored by the Flats Off Madison Apartments. No expense was spared in the recent multi-million dollar renovation to provide the Flats Off Madison residents with premium finishes and the latest technological amenities. The Flats Off Madison offer beautiful one and two bedroom apartments in a smoke-free community. Stop by today or call a, call a leasing agent at 931-538-3257 to make the Flats Off Madison your new home. I'm Casey Krieger, he is Alex Allen, welcome to the nation's top-ranked podcast, a podcast that is searching for its lost shaker of salt. Alex, how are you now? Good, you? Oh, not so bad. It's uh, It's been a sad week, Alex. It has been a very, very sad week. We lost uh, American hero, Jimmy Icon. Buffett. Yep. It was a tough way to wake up on Saturday. It, and it was. And to go work at a football game. Yeah. Did they play any Jimmy Buffett songs? They did. Uh, they did play a couple. I heard of Margaritaville at some point. I don't know if the good people of Carbondale... Uh, our culture like that properly respected what was happening at that stadium i saw a bunch of other stadiums around the country doing it mm-hmm. uh yeah yeah so favorite jimmy buffett song so it's funny i saw a video last night and it was like how big a jimmy buffett fan are you and it was like one through ten it was like played ten different songs mm-hmm. and i sent it to max and i said this is the dumbest list of all time it's literally just the greatest hits album exactly and then it was like and max was like yeah i'm 10 out of 10 on this list I would hope that most people would be. Well, but then my, my, my point was there should have been some actual, some actual deep cuts in there. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know what my favorite song is. I, I, I'd have to think about that before I, don't, I like, can nail it, that one down. It's super basic, but I think I'd even just say like Margaritaville. I just it's, think like, it's tough to beat. It really tough is. To beat. Yeah. We went, we went to Nashville on Monday and I'm pretty sure I heard a hundred Jimmy Buffett songs. Hundreds a lot. Um, Trying to reason with hurricane season is pretty good. Yeah, there's there's a couple there's a couple. Uh, and you're right, Marguerite tough to beat. He went to Paris. Last Mango in Paris. A lot of songs about Paris. Mm-hmm. Big Paris guy. Big Paris guy. In other news, that's less sad. I bought a truck. You did buy it. Well, tell everybody what kind of truck. I is bought it? a I bought a 2023 Toyota Tacoma Pro, all black. Oh, so he gets a director title, and now he's getting all the new trucks and yeah, all blacked out. I, I'm I'm very happy with the truck. It is a very nice truck. Uh, shout out to my to my grandmother. My late grandmother helped me buy the truck. Uh, my parents helped me out. Uh, I appreciate everybody that's, that, that helped me get the truck, and I'm very glad to have it. Now you're just rolling around in a truck, just like you're from East Tennessee. Well, I was driving that Hyundai Sonata, and I appreciate getting that as well, but I felt like I was on the ground because I drove a Jeep for a long time, a Jeep Grand Cherokee, and it wasn't like the highest up in the world, but it, was, it wasn't very low. And then I drove this Hyundai, and I felt like I was sitting on the road. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like I'm driving an 18-wheeler down the road. Like, I know it's not that big, but the, yeah. the, the drastic change from where I'm sitting, uh, I feel like I'm, like, a mile in the air. I mean, trust like, so it's like, you know, I drive my little 2018 Ford EcoSport, but it's like whenever I was moving into my new house, my dad gave me his Ford F-250. It's big. Oh, it is gigantic. But it's like, you know, I kind of grew up driving that truck because it's a 2010 and he got it in 2012, I think. Yeah. So it's like I drove that. I, I have my own uh, Chevy Silverado pickup truck. It's an 02. So it's like whenever I'm home, I'm driving that all the time. And then I get this. And like it's not low to the ground per se, but it's just not a truck. There's just something about having a truck. It just makes you feel good. Yeah, no, I, it, it, that, is, that is a fact. That is a fact. All right, let's get into it. You ready? Sure. Men's Golf opened their season with a fifth-place finish. Uh, at last week's Eastern Kentucky's Colonel Shootout, uh, Reese Britt led to Gus three under and a third place finish. Freshman Seth Smith also also went one under. He finished in seventh place in his collegiate debut. Uh, 
breaking news on that. Uh-oh. I just got the email. Okay. Just got the email. It'll be released later today by the time this podcast is out. Reese Britt, Ace on Men's Golf for the Week. There we go. Go, Reese. Good job, Reese. First ever Ace on Men's Golf for the Week for any any Austin P. governor. Uh, any Austin P. men's, men's golfer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so shout out to Reese Britt. Shout out to Seth Smith, one under. Seventh place, first college tournament. Pretty pretty good right out of the shoot. It's a good way to start. Uh, 20th place for Jacob Falk Scholar. 40th for Dawson Long. His Austin P. debut, Daniel Love, rounded out the lineup. And 58th place, also playing as an individual, Logan Spurrier. He went one over 211. He finished in 14th. Pretty good showing for him. I believe he's in the lineup this weekend. So okay. Morgan Robinson was the last individual playing for the Guffs. He finished T53 in the season opener. They're back at it this week in uh, sunny Florida instead of Richmond, Kentucky. It's a little bit better of a place to play golf. Yeah, I we'll call it an upgrade. We'll call it an upgrade. Alex. Yes, sir. Soccer team had a couple games last week. Yeah, so uh, soccer split their weekend. So they ended – so I know we talked about it last week how they were in North Dakota. Uh, they ended that three-match home streak uh, back home in Tennessee at Chattanooga. It was just a really weird game because it was like there was no scoring, and then all of a sudden there was nothing but scoring. Um, so the Govs end up dropping that one 4-1. to one. Um, Chattanooga scores – it, I want to say early to midway through the second half, and then Anaya Mack, the freshman, our freshman forward, ties it. Chattanooga, Chattanooga just goes on a little bit of a scoring streak. They score three straight goals to end up with the 4-1 win. After that game, the Govs return home to Morgan Brothers Soccer Field, pick up a good 2-1 victory against Moorhead State. And honestly, that's not a terrible Moorhead State team either. Um, they're always going to be competitive in the OVC. Uh, we've played them a whole bunch throughout our history. A lot um, of times. Very many times. Um, Govs come away with a 2-1 victory. Anaya, uh, she ends up netting another one. She nets the first one. And then Ellie Dries gets her first goal of the season. Uh, Is that her first collegiate goal? No, she scored one last year. Got well. one last year, okay. Um, so Anaya has scored in three straight matches. That is tied for the freshman program record, which was initially set by Mackenzie Dixon, now Mackenzie Whittinghill, uh, during her freshman year in 2015. I was here for that. Yeah. I was a freshman that year. Wow, you're old. Yeah. <laughs> but so, no, Anaya's been playing really well this year. Um, I know Coach McGowan's been really happy with the way she's been playing. And just throughout this entire soccer season, we've been messing around in different formations. We were in a 3-6-1. Now we're going to a 5-3-2. And it just helps to have Anaya, Annabelle Anderson up front because both of them are really good. I'd say they're two of our top three players on the team overall. Uh, they've been playing really well. Uh, goalkeeper Katie Bond in her first season she's been playing really well she had seven saves against Moorhead State Uh, she had five against Chattanooga I mean she's up to 28 on the season Uh, she's been playing really well and I mean through six matches we have six goal scorers so that seems good yeah distributing the offense a lot so yeah now we got uh, two more to end non-conference and then we're on to a sun play shall we go to volleyball let's the volleyball team went to the Lindenwood Invitational last weekend. Uh, they won all three matches by a score of 3-2. to two. That was against Lindenwood on Friday, Indiana State on Saturday, and then also Louisiana Monroe on Saturday. 3-2, five sets each time. Uh, what does that do? That gives you the opportunity to score a lot of points. And who did that? Michaela Powell. Michaela Powell, the A-Sun and TSWA Tennessee. Volleyball Player of the Week, Tennessee Sports Writers Association. Uh, she had 72 kills on the weekend. She had 18 in the opener against Lindenwood, 24 against Indiana State, and if that wasn't good enough, she put down 34 on Louisiana Monroe. It was actually 30. 
Was it? It was. Oh, the program record was 34. That program was record was set by Nikki Doyle in 2012, which was 34. Four. She had 30. Yep. So she had 30, which is the most since Nikki Doyle set the program record at 34. against uh, Middle Tennessee in 2012. Michaela Powell, she's back. Yeah, that was a pretty good week. Pretty uh, good week. I mean, she started out. I mean, entering that weekend, she had 25 kills, which, you know, I mean, we had a more difficult tournament the week before. But, I mean, to come out and have 72 kills or an ace on player of the week, T- TSWA, uh, player of the week. I mean, she's just been playing so well this year. Team also had the ace on setter of the week. That was Kelsey Mead. She averaged 10.46 assists per set and had 12 kills, a team best 50 digs, and eight blocks on the weekend against Louisiana Monroe. Mead notched a 49 assist, 21 dig, double double. That included three kills, and it followed her 54 assists, 16 digs against Indiana State uh, with a career best five kills and five blocks. Yeah, and I mean, you know, Kelsey, she's a graduate student. We transitioned from a 6'2 to a 5'1", um, so she was that lone setter on that offense, and I mean, she showed that, you know, maybe that's what we should be running the rest of the year. I mean, Kelsey's really come into her own. I mean, you know, it's her last season. She's a fan favorite around campus. Everybody loves Kelsey, so to see her playing this well as she did over this week, it's good to see. Kelsey went on the road on Wednesday night as well, dropped a 3-1 match to Chattanooga, uh, but they're back at it this weekend right here in the Dunn Center. We'll tell you more about that. In a little bit, cross-country team, Alex. Yep. Asha Gibson-Smith's first meet as the new head coach of the Ossipee Governors. The men finished second, and the women finished third at the Ball State We Fly Invitational. Ashley Doyle led the women's squad. She's from my high school, Shout Science Hill High School. Uh, she came in at 1946.5. She was followed by Mary-Kate French, Kara Marsh, Sydney Freeman, and Jaden Stahlnecker. And on the men's side, it was a freshman. Freshman Jackson Fowler leading the way with a 21 013 Fowler was followed by Lucas Bells, Jacob Schweigart, Jake Strader, and Jack Fitzgerald. Good start to the Asha Gibson Smith era. It is a good start. And I know, you know, that was a meet that they were looking forward to a lot. And I think they had a lot of really good, you know, individual performances and build on it going forward. It was a small meet, but it was a good way to get outside of the state of Tennessee, outside of, of another Vanderbilt or Nashville or Lipscomb meet and, and run against some new competition in a new place. Exactly. Football team dropped the season opener 49-23 to at Southern Illinois. I think the biggest thing was that first quarter, our defense was on the field for, I think, 13 minutes. Yeah. And they only gave up seven in the first quarter. The second touchdown came literally on the first play. The second quarter, so basically 14 in the first quarter. Regardless, when your defense is on the field that much early, it's tough to ever come back from that. Exactly. And it, it really seemed like SIU could – I mean, they, it seemed like they had more of like a balanced offense. I mean, they were passing, they were running. Um, you know, it was their home opener. It seemed like a good crowd that they had out there. But it, it's also just hard to come back. Because I know at halftime it was 28 nothing. That's season just, openers are always weird. They really – because it's like you can take stuff away from it. And I know the coaching staff's going to be talking about it all week long heading into Tennessee. But it's like it's one game. One thing that was weird, I felt like, Early on, I didn't think we were getting much push on the O-line, and then we started to get through the O-line, but we could never finish the play. Right. We had Nick Baker running all over the place. He was doing his best Johnny Manziel impersonation on some of these plays. Yeah. You could just, we could just never finish it. We had pressure on him. We had pressure in the backfield. You just couldn't finish it. You lost Sedarius Doss, your number one corner, to a targeting in the first quarter. I mean, first drive maybe three minutes in that was a weird targeting call too uh the one thing i don't like about the targeting rule is that if you watch that play and it was on the opposite sideline as me 
Sedarius Doss and the wide receiver hit each other in the exact same – their bodies were in the exact same position. They both put their head down. Mm-hmm. They both went helmet to helmet. Mm-hmm. The receiver was just as low as Doss. Yeah. Only one of them gets ejected. Exactly. I think if that's the targeting rule, you got to throw both people out, and I think that needs to be a change. I agree. And, I, I mean, I feel like that – I'm surprised that that's not already a thing. Cause I, remember, I remember watching that play and just being like, okay, like maybe he'll get a penalty out of it. Maybe it'll be like a – I don't even know. But the fact that he was thrown out for targeting. I, I mean, it was the correct call. I yeah, have no I arguments mean, with the call. It right. was a targeting. My argument is that if the targeting rule punishes one player for hitting with the top of their head, why does it not do it to the other side? Just because yeah. he's holding the ball. Yeah. What's the difference? Not a thing. Not a thing. Uh, some good things came out of this game. The defense, uh, Tyler Long, Sam Howard, and Jose Knifley all had great games at linebacker. The linebackers in this team tackle a lot. Tyler Long led the team with 17 tackles, most by a guff since 2018. Sam Howard had a career-high 10 tackles, and Jose Knifley had a career-high 9 from that bandit spot. Uh, and Brian Reeves said on a radio interview this morning I listened to, give the D-line credit because the D-line occupies the O-line so that the linebackers and then this offense can go sideline to sideline and make plays. Right. So that's one big thing, and I think it's going to be a strength of this team moving forward the rest of the way. Also – I believe I called it. Cam Thomas led the Govs in receiving with 82 yards and his first collegiate receiving touchdown. He's ran back a kick. He's ran back a punt. Now he's caught a touchdown, and he caught, I mean, a, maybe a 25-yard crosser and took it the next 25 yards into the end zone, broke go. a couple tackles, split some safeties. Uh, Kenny Odom also caught his first collegiate touchdown on his birthday. Oh, well, happy belated birthday, Kenny Odom. How about happy that? Happy birthday, Kenny. Kenny, caught, Kenny went, just beat a guy on a go route. Fourth quarter, Mike dropped the dime in there. Kenny, Kenny caught it to the house. There they go. I think Kenny Odom's going to have a big year. Big year for the Govs. Uh, Alex, got anything else in the football game? I don't really think so. All right. Well, we're going to take a break, and uh, we'll be right back on the PCAST, our, our interview with Clayton Gray of the Austin P baseball team that's presented by the Flats Off Madison. Joining us on the PCAST, we got Clayton Gray from the Austin P baseball team. Clayton, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing wonderful, thank you. You got a little Chick-fil-A coffee there, just getting your day started right. Yeah, started on the right foot. Uh, class this morning, class today? Uh, all online classes this year, senior year, so they're kind of taking it easy on me. That's nice, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Just make your own schedule, do your work whenever you want to do it. Exactly. Were you in person last year? I actually have only taken one in-person class, and that was at a junior college. So I've been all online, so it's worked well with my baseball schedule. That that does make things run a little smoother. Uh, so I guess you never really had to, like, learn your way around campus in the buildings. That kind of takes Honestly, up the next question. Yeah. No, I've just been pretty much at the baseball field, football field, wherever we work out, and then the Dunn Center, so mainly athletic buildings. So this is something I've never asked the online kid. We get a lot of kids that are online only with their sports schedules as well. Where do you like do your homework? Where do you work? Is it just at the house? Do you go to the library? Do you go? Uh, just depending on like who's in my class. If I have classes with other teammates, I'll work here in the K Club. Or if I kind of want to do work on my own, then I have a desk in my room that I'll just go to town. All right. So uh, when's fall baseball get going? Fall baseball, I think we start around, like, scrimmaging September the 22nd. Just out here working out right now? Yeah, we're doing some individual work. Outfielders work with each other, infielders work with each other, so on and so forth. 
All right, let's talk about your baseball career and how you got here. You started out at Cabot High School. Is it Cabot? Yeah, Cabot, Arkansas. Cabot, Arkansas. You won a state title as a freshman. Yeah, we did. Pretty good way to start your high school career, huh? Yeah, on the right foot for sure. Uh, did you, how much did you play on that team? I played every every game for that team. Uh, my coach had a lot of faith in me as a freshman, so just him getting me out there and getting me exposed to like being in a playoff as a freshman and then also winning a championship you know you can't get any more exposure than that yeah it's a pretty good experience to start start out with mm -hmm. uh number five player in the state of arkansas out of high school out of high school you go to the university of arkansas mm -hmm. you spend your fall there what was that fall like in fayetteville uh the fall was awesome like i mean i was around a lot of great people it just didn't work out for me baseball wise uh, a lot of returners came back because of covid so a lot of the older guys were going to get their positions back and i just don't think i was ready for the division one level yet and i never opened my eyes to it but whenever i had to take a step and i was either going to junior college or i was taking a red shirt i decided to keep continuing like to play baseball so i went to a junior college and that's how i ended up at crowder so you just lead it right into the next question. You go to Crowder College that spring, and you play there. You go to the Junior College World Series in back-to-back -back years at Crowder College, mm -hmm. right? First time ever. First time ever. Yep. So two trips to – is it still in Grand Junction when you went? Yeah, Grand Junction. What, what was that experience like? I mean, it's almost like you can't even put words to the experience. Like, it's the biggest – atmosphere in junior college baseball that you're ever going to feel it's one of the biggest atmospheres that I've ever felt my whole entire life so it's not overwhelming but you can tell that all the work that you put in in the fall and the spring you know this is really worth it our coach knows what he's talking about what was the biggest adjustment after I mean that fall in Arkansas you had to play some you had to play some great against some great players you mm -hmm. scrimmaging I'm, I'm sure there were some some big leaguers on that team. oh yeah What's the adjustment like? Does that make it almost easier to go play at the junior college level? Because the junior college level is almost just as competitive sometimes. Yeah, that's what I would say. I would say it's just as competitive. And honestly, like those guys in junior college, they want to make it to the next level just as much as you. So they're going to do everything they can to get you out and stop you from getting to that level if you're there on that opposing team. So Sometimes those junior college guys are there to get to the big leagues faster exactly, than, those, exactly. than those big Division One players. Uh, all right, so two years at Crowder, you come, at, you're in the transfer portal. Do you remember the first time you talked to Roland Fanny? Yeah, I do remember the first time. It was like late late June, and I was kind of getting a few schools, um, looking for a bigger name school than Austin P. Like, and then uh, Roland calls me, and he just sounds super passionate about this program. Like he's getting his opportunity. You know, he hasn't gotten a lot of opportunities in the past, so he was just telling me how he's going to make the most of this one, and. You know, I was always kind of fixated on the bigger picture. I wanted to go to Baylor. I wanted to go to Kansas. I wanted to play in a bigger conference than the A-Sun. But Roland kind of laid it out for me that, you know, people are more important than anything. And going with the right people is going to make your life so much easier and so much better. So that's kind of whenever I got introduced to Roland and kept talking to him. Did he have the same energy he had on that call that he has every day here? Yes, yes. Well, it's funny. Roland was actually my first offer out of high school whenever he was at Kentucky. Okay. So I've known Roland since I was in about in eighth grade, ninth grade. But he's never changed. He's always had that energy. Do you remember your first conversation with Kierce? Uh, <laughs> I do. It was pretty much uh, Roland was kept on – he kept on like – talking and talking and talking and I was just like you know this is getting a little too overwhelming and Kierce knew in the back of my head that I wanted to go here and he pretty much he pretty much said something for me to make me go here call him like and I mean Kierce is just a very relatable guy I, I was here for Kierce's senior <laughs> year on the team what a what a what a guy yeah what a guy that's all I gotta say <laughs> 
All right, so you had Division One experience. Uh, you went to junior college, and you came back to the Division One level. What was the adjustment like for you playing at all those different places? Um, it's honestly just baseball for the most part. Like you're always playing baseball. The people are always different. You're always in. You're in a different place at a different time. So it's just like kind of sticking to your like sticking to your values and like value and respect, value and friendship, and just having those things at every place you go is gonna carry you on to the next place. The adjustment can't have been that hard. You led the team in triples and doubles last year, your yeah. first year at Austin P. Uh, did you play any other sports in high school? I played basketball, and then I played a little football in ninth grade. I stopped playing football until I was going to pursue baseball for sure. What position did you play in football? I was running back. All right, so we got to talk about your basketball career. What kind of basketball player were you? Because uh, last week's guest, Jordan Goko, and I confirmed it with Mike DeLillo at the coach's show last night, said that you are Clayton Lonzo Ball Gray. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm a scrappy basketball player, that's for sure. You're um, a scrappy baseball player. Scrappy baseball player as well. Uh, even whenever I was in ninth grade playing basketball, they'd have me in the paint, and I'm only 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, so uh, I'd do anything to try to get the ball, try to get the ball out to, to my teammates. They call me Lonzo Ball for uh, a funny reason, because whenever we have like an Austin P party or something, I'll, I'll wear my Lonzo Ball jersey. And then I made a half-court shot last uh last spring for a thousand dollars and that's just kind of whenever the name kind of sealed itself I, I heard about the the half court shot um when you made it the whole team stormed the court right oh yeah I, I wasn't there I was with the men's team what was what was that like I mean the first shot like I didn't really know what I was going up against I didn't really know that I was going to get a thousand dollars I just knew that I had two shots to make it and no one else on the team wanted to shoot the ball so I made I got close to first shot and then the second shot you know kind of like magic you just can't even think it just went in and I was like this is amazing. Okay, big question here when I when I ask your teammates about you the one thing they told me was that you were in your high school high school play your senior year. Yeah. So I did a quick Google this morning. Leading Camp Rock. Yeah. Which Jonas brother were you? I was Shane Gray, the lead singer in Camp Rock. So that's Joe Jonas. Yes. Do you, do you liken your singing skills to Joe Jonas? Uh, I would like to think I'm anywhere close to him. I'm <laughs> probably not, but it was definitely enough to get me the role. What What made you want to do that? I, I listened to the interview, and you said that um, it's not something a lot of athletes get to do. So what, what led you into that? Uh, honestly, my best friend, his mother, was our theater teacher, and she kind of influenced me to step out of my com comfort zone. You know, this is kind of a – once in a lifetime opportunity to do and I felt like I could do something like this you know I've always kind of liked singing uh not so much dancing but stepping in front of a big crowd is something not a lot of people are able to do and I wanted to see if I could face a fear of mine and it worked out and I enjoy every second of it so you enjoyed every second of it how'd the play go play went great we had eight plays for different elementaries uh, I can't remember one not getting a standing ovation. Can you, like, recall your lines and do a segment of the play right now? Oh, gosh. I can only remember the songs, and, um, You're not gonna be singing and I'm not going to be singing on the podcast. That's, that's too bad. <laughs> I think that would be a great, a great addition to the PCAST, just a little camp rock. All right, uh, they also told me that you have a power washing business. Yes. What, what, do, what is that? What do you do? Uh, so this summer, my dad kind of – introduced me into power washing we ended up buying a power washer and I wanted to make money on my own without going into a company because I realized that I could probably make more money on my own going door to door 
putting ads on Facebook, Nextdoor app. So I bought a power washer, priced my first client at how much the power washer was. So I'm out of debt at, after the first client. And then I just went door to door and just told people how I can help them and how I can honestly protect them from slipping and falling whenever the organic growth builds up on their concrete, make it look shiny. And after I'm done, people are actually really satisfied on how it looks. So it makes me feel satisfied as a person as well, doing a good job. So this was in Arkansas. I did it in Arkansas, and I also do it here in Clarksville. I was going to say, did you bring the power washer to Clarksville? Yeah, I've, I've already done three or four houses here in Clarksville. Uh, baseball <laughs> takes up a little bit of my time. but So your off days, you're just out power washing driveways? Absolutely. All right. Uh, I've seen a lot of people do power washing on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Have you, do you have a TikTok channel? Are you, are you showing your power washing uh, business off? I do have a TikTok channel. I haven't posted any power washing videos. It's more just like entertainment. Uh, I had a funny story where we kind of blew up a series in high school, and it led me to have like 150,000 followers. <laughs> so I just got lucky out of that aspect. I feel like a lot of people like go viral with power washing videos. They do. They do. It's really satisfying to watch. You've already got the followers, too. I, yeah, it's a great idea. <laughs> the guys said you were pretty OCD as well. Uh, I don't think that's a problem. They made it sound like it was. Yeah. Just, you're just a clean guy. Yeah, I'm just a clean guy. <clears throat> I'm just a clean guy. I like things where they're supposed to be. I like making my bed whenever I wake up so I can go home and have a bed that's already made, you know, putting a dish up right after I'm done with it. It's just just the simple things that make them seem OCD, but I'm really just... Listen, I'm on board with all yeah. that. They said you also unpack your bag when you get to the hotel. Oh, yeah. I unpack it, put everything where it's supposed to be, lay out my uniforms. That way I just know exactly what I'm wearing. I know that I'm not missing anything, and I'm ready to go. That's the last thing I need to worry about. Like I said, I'm on board with all that. I'm the same way. Ambrin said when I asked, he said, I didn't unpack my bag all year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, listen, I'm on your side here in this, in the unpacking situation. They also told me you don't like elevators. No, I hate elevators. We had a time in Jacksonville where I was just like, I know this elevator's going to break down. We had about 10 guys on it, and little do you know. Broke down. Broke down. They were stuck in there for like 30, 45 minutes, and I was this walking. This is with Austin P. Yeah. Oh, boy. And I was walking up the stairs and laying in my bed while they were still in an elevator. <laughs> it's funny you do, you're you like that, because if you know Parker Phillips, mm-hmm. he does not ride elevators. No. So you've been to Forterra Stadium. You've seen the stairs over there. Oh, yeah. So the fourth floor of Forterra Stadium? Yep. Parker will not ride. Those elevators are kind of sketchy. Yeah, I, I walked up them just as much, or the same as Parker. I'll always walk up those. I, I, I don't like that elevator, but I'm not walking up the stairs. <laughs> yeah. That's where I draw the line. Uh, you've got two siblings. Yeah, I do. Parker and Kaylee. Yep. How do you fit in age-wise? Uh, I'm the oldest, so I'm uh, two years older than my sister and then six years older than my brother. What uh, what sports was everybody playing in the Gray household growing up? Uh, my little brother, he's playing baseball a lot. And he actually plays golf now, golf and basketball. He's one of the top golfers in the state of Arkansas as a freshman. And then my sister, she's a basketball player. And she didn't play basketball all the way through high school. She actually did theater. She can sing and act as well. Was she in Camp Rock with you? She was. Was What was her role? Um, she was more of like a background um, actor. But then her, her lead role came in Frozen in the spring play. Yeah. And she was, I want to say, like Anna or Elsa. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, so your brother's six years younger than you, so there may be not as much fighting in the Gray household as some yeah. of the other guests we've had. Not at all. Not, a, not at all. All right. Uh, what's your degree? Uh, entrepreneurship. What is your plan after school? Honestly, uh, I want to do something in sales. I want to do something where I can help people. I haven't 
thought about it too much. Baseball is really a big focus of mine right now. You know, I always think putting your mind to one thing is more important than putting your mind to two. And uh, I just know I have people in my corner that whenever that time comes, I'll be able to find a job. I'll be, I'll be able to find something that I'm passionate about. But right now, I'm more focused on what I'm passionate about at this time. All right, last question before we get to our rapid-fire questions. Why Austin P? The people. You know, you can't trade people for anything. And I came with Roland, and I, Roland believed in me. And the people here believe in all the players, and the players believe in the players, and the – Staff believes in the players and the and the students, and you know you just don't have that at different universities. You know a lot of people feel let out, but I feel included at Austin P, and I know a lot of these other athletes do as well. Awesome. All right, you ready for these rapid fire questions? Yeah. All right. What's your favorite word or saying? Uh, <laughs> let's go pee. Let's. <laughs> I don't know why more people don't say that. It's a great yeah. answer. Great answer. Uh, what's the last book you read? Uh, it's a biography called by Joe Ford. Uh, what is your worst habit? Biting my fingernails. Can you walk a mile in less than 10 minutes? Yes. I, I'm on your side there. Yes. This is an argument that started with my friends a long time ago. They don't think I can. I don't know. I've never tried it, but I know I could do it. it, it don't try <laughs> it because then if you try it, then the argument goes away. You yeah. can't do it. Yeah, I'm never going to actually do it. What is one rule in any sport you would like to change or add? Um, probably how long timeouts are because I don't like TV commercials. Oh, so you're not liking the new college football rules. No. Less plays, more timeouts. Yeah. yeah not good. Uh, yeah, nobody likes it. What app on your phone gets the most use? Uh, Instagram. What's the last gift you gave somebody? What's th I gave my brother a TV mount. Okay. To mount his TV. Uh, if you could cast anybody to play you in a movie about yourself, who would it be? Aston Kutcher. Ashton Kutcher? Yeah. Any reason why? I just think he's a really intelligent dude, and he's good looking, too. There you go. <laughs> uh, what's the most embarrassing song you love? Uh, probably Lovely by Billie Eilish. If you could go to any concert, who would it be? Zach Bryan. All right. Did you get any tickets yesterday? I haven't. The queue was what, like 20,000 people yeah, long? Yeah, the queue was quick. It was, it I was think big. I'm going to keep waiting a little bit. They were expensive. Yeah. They, they were more expensive than Taylor Swift tickets. I believe it. Uh, what is the one place in the world you want to visit the most? The Bahamas. Any reason why? I just heard the water's clear, and then I want to see the pigs on the on the beach, too. The, the, the pigs <laughs> on the beach? Yeah. If you could have any three people over for dinner, who would they be? Uh, Kobe Bryant, Mike Trout, and let's go Margot Robbie. Is Mike Trout your favorite baseball player? Yeah. Him and Bryce Harper. I'm a big Bryce Harper guy. Big Bryce Harper guy, too. Who or what inspires you? Uh, my dad, my family, you know, my grandma. My grandma comes to all these games. Um, didn't she wants, miss one, did she? Didn't miss one. You know, she wants me to be more than who I really am, and I try to live up to that expectation. She pushes me a lot. What advice would you give to your younger self? Um, to just treat people with respect no matter who they are. Everyone deserves it. All right, here's the hard-hitting question from Jordan Goko. Uh, what's your zombie apocalypse survival plan? Mm. He had thought this out. He had thought this one out? To the next level. I mean, he, he was, like, taking over at Dick's Sporting Goods and all kinds of stuff. I mean, that's actually a great idea. I'm probably traveling probably to some ocean, and, you know, if they come out to me, then at least I'm chilling on Paradise, and... <laughs> 
I might go to Alvin's and get a couple surfboards or whatever and just hang out by the ocean until they come get me. Are you ever surfed? I have surfed, yeah. Are you any good at it? No. No? I'm not very good at it. <laughs> we do a lot of wake surfing. Uh, wake surfing is more what we do in Arkansas in the lakes. Yeah, not many oceans in Arkansas. No, not many oceans. All right, you get to ask a question to next week's guest. What do you want to ask on next week's podcast? Um... Uh, gosh, that's a little bit harder than I think. I t- when I tell you that Jordan Goko had that zombie question. He already had it up. Like, teed up. It was wild. That's impressive. That's why he probably asked me to do this. And he was talking about me the whole week. He's like, you better be ready. You better be ready. <laughs> um, let's think. If you could have, like, what's your, what's your dream? Like, what's your biggest dream that you could accomplish and... You know, how, how do you plan on doing it? What's your biggest dream and how do you plan on doing it? What's your biggest dream? Honestly, to make, uh, have a healthy family and continue to have um, success with the people that I care about the most. Awesome. Clayton, thank you for taking the time to be on podcast today. Good luck in the classroom. Good luck on the baseball field this spring. We'll be right back with the PCAST right after this. Awesome. A big thank you to Clayton Gray, the Austin baseball team, for stopping by to talk to us on the PCAST. That interview was brought to you by the Flats Off Madison Apartments. Uh, shout out to them for being the, the great new sponsor of the PCAST. Shout out to them. Shout out to them. Alex, the NFL season starts tonight. It sure does. Chiefs versus Lions, Thursday night football. Nothing gets me ready to go for some football like Patrick Mahomes throwing for 3,000 against the Lions in week one. Yeah, but at the same time, I think the Lions are going to be like really good this year. Really good. I, they're not bad. They're not. Hot they're take, not the Lions of old. I don't know if they're really good, but twelve wins. Twelve wins. Are you calling the Lions a division winner? Yeah, I think the only team that might compete with them is Minnesota, of course. What about the Bears? Not worried about the Bears. What about the Packers? Don't ever say that with the Packers. As somebody that, whose family is from Wisconsin, I know like my entire family would just be. Upset, but no, I don't believe in Justin Fields and Jordan Love. No, not even. I think I think the Packers are going to be better than what some people think. I think a lot of people are picking them to finish with like three or four wins. But I think with like Christian Watson and Jones at running back, I think maybe like six or seven. I think the Bears are going to be bad as always. I think they're they'll be like a who's playing quarterback for the Lions. Is it Jared Goff? It's Jared Goff. I Um, I like that. He, he's got a good team around him now. I mean, with Amon Ross still, I think David Montgomery was really good. He's a really good yeah. uh, player out of the backfield. Um, I, th- I think the Lions are going to be good. I also just love Dan Campbell. I was going to say you're a Dan Campbell I am a, I am one of the biggest Dan Campbell fans in the world that is not a Lions fan. Interesting. Interesting. I also uh, need David uh, Montgomery to be really good because he's playing flex for me in my fantasy football uh, league. Uh, thanks to you. Colby Wilson and Cody Bush, I had three fantasy football drafts in a three-and-a-half-hour span on Wednesday. I literally went from 6 to 7 to 8.30 and drafted three teams. And unlike you, I didn't auto-draft in any of the leagues. Okay. In Cody's league, I picked my first, like, it's also a keeper league, so, like, 
I picked fifth, and, like, none of the good players were available at the fifth overall. I mean, Derrick Henry, of course. But, like, I get to the fourth and fifth round, and I'm like, wow, this looks like my waiver wire in my league. No, hold on. You're saying none of the good players are available, and then you go and reach for Derrick Henry in fifth in the next league. No, I I, I got Henry in in Bush's league. Yeah. Because I I knew. You got uh, him in your league as well. No, I didn't. I got uh, Nick Chubb. I could have sworn you drafted Derrick Henry. Mm. I only had him in one. Now, my league, I love it. Cause, so, I, so I drafted 10th out of a 10-person league. I drafted first. Yeah, you did. You got Justin Jefferson. And somehow we have the two best teams. <laughs> we really do. That's what I love. Because it's like I get Patrick Mahomes and Nick Chubb with my 10th and 11th, how, whatever order that is. I know I've got like Jalen Waddell. I, actually, my one true reach was getting the 49ers defense. in like <laughs> Way the, early. Way early. I got him in like the. See, you reach for the 49ers defense because in two of my three leagues on Wednesday, I went and claimed the Baltimore defense, who's number one ranked for the week playing Houston, and it's better than all the defenses you idiots drafted. I didn't draft a single defense. The entire, well, I'll take entire the Niners. De- I'll take the biggest thing is that like the Niners, I think, have the best defense in the NFL. Plus, they're going to have to play Arizona, who's the worst offense in the NFL twice. My fantasy so. football advice to all of you people listening, don't draft a defense or kicker. Draft as many skill positions as you can. The waiver wire is there for a reason. Grab you a kicker on Friday or Thursday if you want the Thursday night kicker. Grab you a defense. Pick the best matchup every week. I think my last pick was my kicker because I got, uh, got Dicker to the kicker. Sometimes I'll, sometimes I'll get a kicker and keep him for the season. Uh, I'm not going to change kickers every week unless I just don't like what's happening. Yeah. I'll change a defense every week. I do not care. You know who's having a really bad day when it comes to our fantasy league? No. My father. Your dad. Your my, dad is in the league. My dad My dad went all out on this draft. So I, I was on the phone with my mom yesterday, and she was saying how he is never allowed to play fantasy football ever again after this year. So he had the full setup. He had, a, he had his, his personal laptop, his work laptop, his tablet, and like 20 pieces of paper with all the mock drafts that all these experts are saying. And then Travis, so his first-round pick was Travis Kelsey. So he drafted a. Oh no! <laughs> so he gets Travis Kelsey. Um, his quarterback is Justin Fields, and so right after the draft, so like one of the quarterbacks I picked up really late was Dak Prescott. I think I probably could have gotten him off waivers, but at the same time, I wanted a decent backup quarterback whenever Patrick Mahomes is out. But um, so I text my dad right after. I'm like, "You want?" I was like, "I'll take Fields." And Justin Tucker, because he reached way too high to get Justin Tucker. And I was like, yeah, what are people, what's up with people drafting kickers? Don't draft them. Just pick I, them up on waivers. Get yeah, another receiver. Exactly. The other receiver, figure out if they're going to play. You got to cut somebody. Anyway. You, just do it later. Do it later. You don't need to but draft kickers. Apparently, my dad was very offended with me offering Prescott for Fields and um, Tucker. I mean, if you've got Justin Tucker, you might as well keep him at that point. Exactly. At that but, point, you have positional advantage. Yeah. Nobody wants to hear any more about our fantasy football. No, uh, no I, hope I hope the season goes well for your dad, but I hope he doesn't beat me. Uh, all right. Looking ahead, men's tennis team, they kick off their season today? Yeah, so originally, uh, so they're at Cumberland down in Lebanon. Um, it was originally going to be a Wednesday and Thursday tournament, but Wednesday got rained out. So today they'll be playing uh, two duels, dual match style uh, matches. Um, it's a good, it, honestly, it, it's a good tournament that you should go into and play well. Uh, we return all but one player from last year's team. I think we have a lot of really good young talent. Soda Manami, who was our number one in singles last year, had a good freshman year. I think he's going to look to play well. Bodie Van Galen played kind of like a five-six singles position for us. I know they're looking at him, lo- looking at him to play really well. Ania Shab, um, but yeah, so we'll see how the men's tennis team does in this tournament, 
and then they're off for like a month until their home tournament. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Fall tennis is the weirdest weird, thing in very the world. Because it's like you'll play three tournaments in the matter of like two weeks, and then you won't play for a month. Fall golf's weird, but not that weird. Yeah. All right, uh, volleyball team. They have the home opener this week. Stashville Challenge right here in the Winfield Dunn Center, Friday and Saturday. You're not headed up to Knoxville for football? Get out to the Dunn Center and watch some volleyball. 6.30 Friday night against Valparaiso. That's the home opener. 2.30 Saturday versus Indiana, Big Ten Indiana. Come to the Dunn Center. Big chance for the Govs there to pick up a Power 5 win. Uh, Taylor Mott, what, she need two wins? She needs two wins. Two wins. She sweeps the weekend. She has 500 career wins. Shout out to T. Mott. Shout out to all of those. 500 wins hopefully we get number 500 on saturday afternoon i would love to do it against indiana too because that would be t mott's i want to say her fifth win since she's been at austin p against the power five team yeah and, and honestly like, that's a good indiana team but at the same time i do feel like that's an indiana team that we could beat they they serve really well they have this one girl that every time she serves i swear she's about to hit the ceiling of the gym it's insane um but you know let's go in here pick up two wins and get 500 Biggest test for the girls might be Tuesday night at 6 p.m. Western Kentucky comes to the Dunn Center. The, the Hilltoppers are one of the top volleyball teams in the country. That is year. a year in and year out. That is a nationally ranked. I know, I think last year they got as high as six or seven in the polls. They'll probably be coming to the, they'll, they will be coming to the, Dunn, to the Dunn as a top 25 team. Could be as high as a top 15. So it'd be a good test. Uh, Western Kentucky always plays good volleyball. And uh, like I said, you, like you said, Good test. Good test. Men's golf, Monday and Wednesday, or Monday through Wednesday, the All-State Stream Song Invitational at the Stream Song Resort Black Course in Bowling Green, Florida. Uh, going to have a couple changes in the lineup. Going to see Logan Spurrier out there for the Govs, I believe. Hopefully, Reese Britt, Seth Smith keep it going. Get Jacob Falk Schuyler back in his form from last year. And uh, the team gets real dangerous when you add, add that good freshman in there that, that really played well in the opener. Yeah. Women's golf team's also kicking off their season this week. Monday and Tuesday, Missouri State's Payne Stewart Memorial Twin Oaks, Twin Oaks Golf Club, or excuse me, Country Club and Springfield, Missouri. Uh, excited to see what that team brings back. They'll bring back a pretty good trio. When you bring back Erica Scott as your number one, that's always a good thing. Uh, Kaylee Campbell, she's been solid her entire career. Uh, Katie Foshock really came on in the spring last year and played well. So that's a solid start. You lose your other two, two lineup, your other two mainstays in the lineup, Taylor Dedman, Shelby Darnell, excuse me, Shelby Pleasant after five years. Uh, but, I mean, Maggie Glass spent all last fall on the lineup and played well. You've got some freshmen. You've got a couple other returners. So we'll see what that team can put together. Uh, Jessica Combs just wins. That she does. That she does. Football team, big game of the week. At UT. At the University of Tennessee, 4 o'clock Central Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Saturday evening. Neyland Stadium in Knoxville, Tennessee. Alex, the Big Orange, can score. That they can. They can they score are, with good and the best. Efficient. They can score with the best of them. They are very efficient. Uh Honestly, the place they can't score is the red zone, and they scored in the red zone against Virginia. They ran the ball really well. But it's almost like they get – they're so space-oriented with the offense that when they get into a small space, they struggle a little bit. At least they did last year. They didn't struggle as much against Virginia. They ran the ball really well in that one, like I said. So maybe it's something that they, they figured out this year, but last year that was where they struggled, and that was really the only struggle that offense had because they put up points on – Everybody. Every single team they faced. Uh, that offense, the craziest stat I've ever seen, and I told this to you yesterday, Josh Heupel got the Knoxville in 2021. He's, this is his third season at Tennessee. Would you say they throw the ball a lot? I'd say they throw the ball quite a bit. Quite a bit. 
Would you believe me if I told you they had less picks than Army and Navy who run the triple option since Heupel got there? That's one of the craziest stats I've heard. Six interceptions in three years. That's pretty good. Joe Milton hasn't thrown one. They threw, like, what, one altogether last year? Yeah, something, something like, like that. that. They were, like, all in that first seat, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of wild, kind of wild stat. Um, I mean, it's a great opportunity for our team. It is. You've got a lot of kids from the state of Tennessee, and Scotty said this on the radio this morning, 36 kids from Tennessee, 38, something like that. Mm-hmm. What they grew up doing? They grew up watching Tennessee, going to Neyland Stadium. So that'll be a fun, fun thing for them. And Scotty will tell you, he's never prepared for a game to not win. Right. So there's some people that, that may think that on the outside, but I, I guarantee you this team is preparing like they would to play East, ETSU next week, Eastern Kentucky later in the season, and they are preparing to win. Yeah, I mean, that's just what you have to do. I know from the outside looking in, you're like, okay, it's one of the nationally ranked teams against an FCS It's a very goal. tall task. It is, but it's happened. It, it, I mean, it's, we've, it's happened. we've seen upsets like, I mean, App State and Michigan, that's the one that I always go to. But, like, go in there. Play your brand of football, and let's see what happens. No pressure on the Govs in this one. Yeah. I mean, if there's any pressure, it's on the number nine-ranked team in the country mm-hmm. to not let the FCS team coming into their building do anything. Yeah. So, should be a lot of fun. Guys should enjoy it. Good experience for them. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, hope, I hope things go well. Yeah. Is this your first time going to Neyland and not cheering for UT? Uh, yes. It will be my first time going – they're working so yeah. and uh anybody that think i've had some comments about what i'll be wearing <laughs> it better be austin or it, i know all it these people austin, all man. these people we, we bleed red over here like yep. Corey gibson there you go bleed i cut red. my finger in the kitchen the other night i, I realized making, i, I still bleed gumbo red. and i realized i still bleed red i love coach Kidd. so i don't want to hear any more of that now you can have like a tennessee wristband or anything. no the only wristband <laughs> i've got on says austin p football break the stone Let's I go. don't want to hear any of that nonsense. Let's go break the stone on Rocky None of that. Top. There you go. None of that. We're going to break it down. We're going to tear down Neil, and we're going to tear down the goalpost again. <laughs> we're going to storm their field. I can't wait. We're going to throw that goalpost right in the river, Let's and not it. the Tennessee River. We're bringing it back to the Cumberland <laughs> River in Clarksville, Tennessee. We'll put it on the truck on the way back. Exactly. We're right on the equipment truck. We'll strap it to the roof of the car. Fine by me. All right, perfect. There it is. We'll see everybody uh, about – 2 a.m. Central Time, Sunday morning. We're, we're, we're chucking the goalpost from Neyland right into the Cumberland River. Uh, if we win, we'll have a good turnout for that. Yeah, everybody, be there, be square. Uh, Dr. Christopher McGregor, Matthew Kilpatrick, Charday Hudspeth, and Trey Price. For all your community service opportunities, everyone's fired up to have you students back on campus, especially student athletes. Uh, so get out in the town, get out in the community. Show them why you're Clarksville's hometown team. Go do some good stuff for everybody. Uh, everybody, everybody, would love to see you. And go support those other teams. Volleyball's at home this weekend. Soccer's at soccer's at on home the road. Fourteenth. Soccer's uh, at home next weekend. Uh, if you if you can get the Knoxville, get the Knoxville. Watch from watch some football. Get those Govs Cup points. Get out there and do all of those great things. There you go. Uh, get in touch and stay in touch. How do people follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook? On Twitter, or sorry, X and yes, Instagram. Excuse me. X at Instagram Let's Go P and on Facebook at Austin P Governors. Shout out to uh, Robin, and congrats again to Robin and Baby Raven mm-hmm. for, uh, for coming into the world this summer. Uh, Maddie, Bree, and Lexi, shout out to them for all the hard work they've been doing. Let's go P.com for dates, news, stories, and information. Cody Bush, Alex Allard, Camille Boylock, Chris Austin, Knox Rees, and myself. Uh, we've got everything you could ever need right yeah. there at Let's go P.com. 
You can also get tickets, or you can call the ticket office at 931-221-PAY. That's 7329. Football season tickets are still on sale. We have not played a home game yet, so you're not, miss, you're not missing anything. Uh, all of our new tickets, our digital ticketing platform is now Ticketmaster. Single-game tickets are also on sale on Ticketmaster, so get on there and get those. Uh, if you want to, you can also call the ticket office and ask about the Blazin VIP zone, which is a premium area behind the goalpost in Fortera Stadium. Uh, Buffalo Wild Wings provides all-you-can-eat food and drinks, including beer, which it's located in the south end zone uh, under the scoreboard. Opens an hour prior to kickoff, closes at the end of halftime. So uh, you should definitely do that. Best place to watch a game in town. Best seat in the house. Uh, Alex basketball tickets, they're coming, and schedules just came out. Yeah, schedules just came out. Uh, men's schedule got released on Wednesday. The women's was on Tuesday. And talking a little bit about those schedules, I'm a fan. I mean, I think both the women and the men have good schedules that will challenge them, but at the same time prepare them for A-Sun play. I mean, the women – so first game of the season, November 6th, FNM Bank Arena. The men are going to host life. The women are going to open FNM Bank Arena with a game against Trebekah. I mean, and looking at the women's schedule, I mean, they, they're playing teams like Kentucky. Right after Kentucky, they play Butler – they have two in-season tournaments. One of them's Cleveland State's. Another one's the Austin P. Christmas tournament. First time hosting a Christmas tournament. That it is. Um, and I think you know they've got other games like Chattanooga and you know December 9th at FNM Bank Arena is going to be a doubleheader against Murray State. We know what, we know what that game's going to be. I mean it's going to be a packed house. Hopefully nothing but red in the crowd. Um, it's going to be fun. And then just look, looking at the men's men's schedule real quick, uh, we go to the SoCal Challenge. That'll be a really good one. It's our second ever trip. To California, first ever time in the SoCal Challenge. Uh, like I said, we play teams like Memphis. Um, we've got Murray State on the schedule. We got Western Kentucky. We got Tennessee State, Moorhead State. So I think Coach Gipp and those guys are uh, going to go into conference season pretty hot. But get those basketball tickets. That's yeah, all I got to say. You got to get them. Ticket office 931 221 PAY or let's go backslash buy tickets. Find us on iTunes, Spotify, or directly on the website at let's go backslash podcast. Uh, give us a rating or review on the podcast, Alex. What should they? What should they? What should they give the PCast? I'd say five stars. Five stars. Five stars. Would you like to count those? One. Two, yeah. Yes. Two. Okay. Three. Yes. Four. Yes. Five. Five stars for the PCast. Thank you very much. I uh, want to suggest a guest. Let us know the local on-campus event. We should shout out. Tell us your favorite Jimmy Buffett song, Alex. You already said Margaritaville. Would you like to revise that answer? Are you sticking with no, it? No, I'm sticking with it. He's sticking with it. Tweet us. I'm C underscore Craig 19. Excuse me, C underscore Craig 19. He's Alex Allard underscore APSU. Shout out to Jason McDonald. Shout out to Bud Jenkins. Shout out to Jimmy Buffett. We'll talk to you next week. So long, everybody. I never forget to duck. Come back. Come back. Back to Jamaica. Don't you know?